Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. I know that God is looking for people that he can count on. The question is, can he count on you? Amen. So I, I, I want you to know that there's power. Somebody say power. There's power in a committed life. Amen. And so in the book of Second Chronicles, verse 19, uh, 16 and 9, it says this. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Amen. Who has a heart that will say, you can count on me. Come on. Come on. How many know that, uh, you know, we got to be fully committed, amen? But what is the fruit of a committed life? Amen. How do you know if you're living out your faith? Well, if you have, uh, if you're here and you say, well, I'm a committed person. I, God, you can count on me, amen. If you're that type of person, then these four fruits will be part of you. Amen. And they are spiritual commitment, they are serving, inviting, and giving. Amen? So those that say, you can count on me, raise your hand if we can count on you. Amen? If you're saying these things, then these four things, these four characteristics, these actions are displayed in our lives. So the first action of a fully committed person is a person or a person that you can count on is taking responsibility, listen, for their own spiritual growth. Amen? How many know that you must? Say, I must. You must take responsibility for your growth. Amen? I have a responsibility for preparing a meal for you guys. Amen? I'm to, to help you grow. I may even bring out the knife and fork and cut it up for you. But I cannot, listen, I cannot eat it for you. Amen. There may be things that you can't swallow. And I may break it down a little bit that you can eat it. Are, are you following me? But I can't eat it for you. So the first action of being fully committed is to take responsibility. Say that with me. I take responsibility. You must take responsibility. You are responsible for your growth. You cannot blame pastor. I'm not growing because pastor. No, no, no. You must take responsibility for your own growth. We will provide what is needed. We will give you the tools here, amen, whether it comes over the pulpit or through the classes that we have, the ministries that we have here, or whatever we have, we'll give you the equipment. We'll give you everything. God already provided what we need, amen, but you must take responsibility or your growth. Amen? So let's look at a Christian life. Amen? If you've been a Christian for more than a year, it's time to take responsibility. Come on, say that with me. It's my time. Come on. Come on. We shouldn't be, as my wife said, we shouldn't have to call you, are you coming to church? You should be at church. Come on. That, that's all it is. It's time to get off the bottle. Come on. It's time to get off the high chair. 
Come on. And it's time to take responsibility. Amen. Listen, there is a lot of Christian lives that live on the high chair. Come on. Uh, come on. The, the, it's not really a high chair. It's really an eye chair. Come on. Uh, what is it? It's all about them. Amen. What do I get out of this? Amen. But no, it's time to take responsibility. Come on, this is the first step to commitment. This is the first step of a person that says, God, you can count on me. Amen. James chapter 4 verse 8 says this, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you who are double-minded. Church, we need to stop living a double-minded life. Amen. I'm in. I'm out. You can count on me. You can't count on me. Amen. we got to stop living a divided life. I want God. No, I want the world. You have to make up your mind, church. You cannot play the fence and serve God. And come on, we all know what I said on Sunday, who the fence belongs to. Come on, who does it belong to? The devil, amen, it belongs to the enemy. So you think that, you know what, well, I'm not choosing God or not choosing the world. I'm in the middle, but you don't realize that the middle part belongs to Satan. And so if you're playing the fence, then you really belong to him, church. Come on, Revelations chapter 3, verse 15 to 16 says, I know your deeds. You're neither cold nor hot, but I wish that you were either one or the other, but because you're lukewarm, because you're playing the fence, come on, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth, says the Lord. In Revelations, if you read the book of Revelation, what color are the letters of Revelation? So what does that mean? Jesus is speaking, the Lord is speaking, God is speaking when it's in those red letters, amen. And so he's telling you, it's not a prophet, it's not an apostle, it's not a man of God, a woman of God. This is God Almighty saying, stop playing the fence, you're lukewarm, make a choice. Do you want to serve me or you don't want to serve me? Are you in or are you out? Can I count on you or can I not count on you? Make up your mind, but because you're playing the fence, I'll spit you out. How many want to get spit out? I don't know about you. I don't want to get spit out by the Lord. Amen. He's done so much for me. Like my wife was saying earlier, we're not, we're not quitting. We're going to stay here, amen, even if we have two people left, amen. We will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is our calling. This is why he called us to the city, amen, is to preach the gospel, amen. And so the thing is, you got to make up your mind. Am I in or am I out? Can we count? Can God count on you or not? See, commitment starts as you draw closer to God, not closer to me. Well, I'm going to get as close to pastor as I can because if I, I, I'm close to him, he'll get me in. <laughs> I get nobody in. Hallelujah. I am nobody. I'm just like you trying to get in myself. Amen. And so I got to work out my salvation. I got to work it out. The Bible says to work out your salvation in what? In fear and in trembling, meaning that, you know what? We can lose this salvation like that. Come on, people backslide just like that. People give up just like that. People are out just like that. People will be on one side of the fence serving God, and they jump to the other side just like that. 
And so these things are happening. So we got to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. You can't say you're strong enough. You can't say that you're that bad, amen, that the devil can't touch you, amen. We have to watch ourselves, and we commit ourselves as we draw closer to God. I need to get closer to God. And as we draw to God, guess what? He draws to you. He comes to you. He, he sees the effort that you're making coming towards him. And he's not going to just sit there and say, well, I'm just waiting on you. You make a step, he makes a step. You make a commitment, he makes a commitment. There, there, there's always a thing as you go towards God, he'll draw closer to you, amen. And when you start to do that, then you will experience the power, listen, of a fully committed life. Listen, church, you're as close to God as you choose to be. You can't blame nobody else. If you want God, you're in church. You want God, you're reading your word. You want God, you're, you're on your knees seeking God. You're as close to God as you choose to be. God, on the other hand, is always fully committed to you. He is 100% in. You, say me, you can count on God. You, you call upon him, he is there. He'll never leave you hanging, guys. God is fully committed to you. And what we need to do every day when we wake up, amen, the first thing that we should do, amen, come on, there was people that did not wake up today. There's little boys and girls that did not wake up today, church. Come on. Life is the butt of vapor, the Bible says, amen. You can be here today and you can be gone tomorrow. Come on, you, you, don't, you don't have the rest of your life. You cannot say, you know what, I'm going to see my grandchildren. That's our hope. We want to live long, but life can come at you like that. And so when you wake up, I don't know about you, but the first thing I say is thank you. Come on, thank you for the breath that's inside my lungs. Thank you for my health. Thank you for another day of life because others did not wake up today. We're not exempt from anybody else. Sin is sin. Come on, it falls, amen. And this, this world that you and I live belongs to the prince of the air, which is the devil, amen. And he's here to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what happened last, yesterday. He came and he took life. So you got to wake up thanking him. Thanking those. I was praying for those whose lives were lost, but I was thanking him for my life. Thank you for another day, God. And you know what? I'm going to deny myself today. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be selfish. I'm not going to be, I want to do what I want to do. No, God, I'm going to deny self. I'm going to pick up my cross. I'm going to put on my crown and God, I'm going to follow you or I'm going to draw closer to you. And I tell God, you got to tell God every day, I'm taking my responsibility for my growth. I'm getting off my high chair. I'm getting off my eye chair, and I'm drawing closer to you, God. See, when you do that, God will give you his power, his purpose, and his plan for your life. We wonder, what's, what's, my, what's, what's God's will for my life? We'll draw closer to him. What do I have to do in the kingdom of God? We'll draw closer to him. See, if you draw closer to God, those questions that you have will be answered. What you do, what your calling is, what God wants out of you is as we draw closer. So the first step, amen, of a, a person that says, you can count on me, God, is a person that takes responsibility 
for their spiritual growth. Amen? Action two of a committed life is to serve your church. Somebody say, I serve. Come on. So it goes from taking the responsibility of your spiritual growth. And then when you start to grow in God, then you got to do something. I volunteer. I serve. What, what do you need? Where do you need me at? Where can I serve? Amen. Why is this important? Because when you are involved in something, then you are committed in something. Are you following me? See, if we're not involved, then there's no commitment. If we're not involved, that means we can leave anytime we want. But when you start getting committed to the Lord, you take your responsibility to grow, and now you take action and say, you know what, I'm going to serve now. Now that you're serving, now there's a commitment. I, I need to be here. The Lord is counting on me. The, the, the people are counting on me. My brothers and sisters are, are counting on me. And when you have that upon you, then you know what? There's a responsibility that stays there. I can't, I can't just mess up. I can't just do what I want to do. I have a responsibility. I'm here to serve the Lord. Amen. I'm here to commit myself. I'm here to involve myself. Amen. Come on. It's just like making a commitment. You know, it's just like Miranda making a commitment to the armory class. And then, then one Sunday he says, I don't want to do it no more. Or you know what? <laughs> Forget him. You know, I don't want to do it. There's, and, then, and there's other people that are coming. And now there's no there's nobody there. So. See, but when you're committed, even when you're not feeling well or something or you don't want to be here, that commitment makes you come here. There's times where I don't want to be here, but this is my commitment to the Lord. It's my commitment to the church. Says, you know what? I have, a, I have a responsibility. I prepared a meal. I need to serve it whether I don't want it or not, or maybe I don't feel it or not, or whatever it is. Amen. I have to come because that commitment, that involvement brings me here. And once I get here, then I'm over myself. I have to get off that high chair or that eye chair because it's not about me. It's all about Jesus and others. That's what it's all about, church. It's not about you. It's not about this and that. We're on that high chair. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, 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 me. No, we got to get off this chair. I'm here to serve others. I'm, I'm, I, my life does not belong to myself. The Bible says that we were bought at a high price. You weren't bought cheap. Come on, it doesn't matter who you are, from the youngest to the oldest, which is me here today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That, that, oh, I'll still say me. I'll still say me. Hallelujah. Why is it important? Like I said, you got to get involved because if you're involved, you're committed. If you want to be more involved in your relationship with God, you know how many want that? Come on, you, you want to grow with God? You want to know Him more? You want to grow deeper with Him? Amen? Then start serving in the local church. Because serving others, listen, is the path to greatness. Serving others is a path to greatness. John, 20, uh, John 12, 26 says this, Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant will also be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. The word that Jesus uses to describe his followers, we got any followers in this house, is the word servant. Another translation says this, My servants must be where I am, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. 
See, the definition of servant is simply this. One who serves others. One who serves others. That's what a servant is. So if you're a servant of the Lord and that's what you, that's what you claim to be, then you must serve others. Amen. As you, as you read the story, when he washed the disciples' feet, he was showing them something. This is what you got to do for others. Amen. It's about serving, serving the people. Amen. So how do we serve Jesus while well, you start serving in the church? Come on, from taking your responsibility of your own spiritual growth to now putting that into practice and serving others by serving in the church. You raise your hand and say, you know what? I'll do it. Come on, there's a lot of needs. You don't know what to do? Let me tell you, there are needs. We need usherettes, right? We need ushers. We need the one ministry. We need teachers. We need nursery workers. We, we need greeters. We need, we, we need people. Come on. And the thing is, you come not only to be served. Even the Lord says, I don't come to be served, but to serve. The Lord Almighty says, I didn't come to be served. I'm not here to be treated as a king. I'm here to serve others, and I'm willing to lay down my life for them. So if Jesus did that, what do you think? Why wouldn't we do it? What exempts us that we're so high that we can just sit on our high chair and not do anything? Are you following me? Amen. I'm just preaching to let you know that God's looking for committed people. God is looking for people that says, God, you can count on me. Not, not, not pastor. I, pastor, you can count on me. No, you're, you're, you're counting yourself to the Lord. God, you can count on me. I'll serve in the church that you place me in. Amen. Praise the Lord. We, we need media. We need all kinds of, there's, there's, look around. There is a need, church. Connect, grow by contributing your talent. Amen. Jesus, you know, you can serve in so many ways. Jesus said in Matthew 23, 11 says, the greatest among you must be a servant. You must be a servant. Amen. Not the great preacher, not anything like that, but a servant. I am a servant before I'm anything else, guys. I am a servant of the Lord. Paul says, I am a servant of the Lord. I'm a servant in chains for the Lord. Amen. He gave his life to the Lord. So if you want to be great in this kingdom, and I think all of us should strive for greatness in our lives and greatness in the kingdom, then I encourage you to sign up and serve. I encourage you to volunteer. Try it out. Come on, give, give, me, give me 90 days. Pastor, I'll do it for 90 days. If you don't like it at the end of 90 days, then move on to something else. But at least give me a commitment, listen, for 90 days. Come on, somebody. Be part of the PCLV team. It will help you. Listen, when you start getting involved, it will help you, and it will help others to grow. Amen? So the first step is what? Take responsibility of your spiritual growth. Number two? Serve. Just serve. A servant is a, one who serves others. Serve. This, these are two. These are two actions or two, two fruits of a person that says, I'm committed to the Lord. Amen. 
Number three, the third action in a committed life is to bring, to invite people to church. Say that with me. I bring. I bring. You got to bring people. You got to invite people. Tag people. Do whatever you got to do. Get get the word out that you're inviting people to church. Amen. Colossians chapter 4, 2 to 6 says this. Devote yourself to prayer. Be watchful and thankful and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may not so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. I pray that you pro, that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations always be full of grace, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Here in this passage of Scripture, it's talking about sharing the good news. Not only sharing the good news, but doing it in good character. Amen. To be watchful for, for the things that you say and how you say it. Bringing, inviting people, friends, families to come and hear the good news. Amen. Most of you, if not all of you, are here because someone invited you. Come on, you just didn't walk into church. Somebody invited you to church. Whether it's this church or another church before you came here, somebody invited you to church. Someone did something and says, why don't you come and check out this church, amen. So we must bring someone or invite someone to church all the time. It'd be something that we should be doing all the time and say, hey, you want to come to church? Hey, you want to come to church? Hey, I invite you to my church. Tag somebody, family, friends. So for the month, and you guys are the first to hear this, for the month of June, on Sundays, every person you invite, you'll get a raffle ticket. All right? We're going to make a little fun out of this. Amen? And then we're going to be, there's going to be a drawing at the end of the month for some gift cards. Amen? There'll be two winners. Amen? The, the one that we draw. So as many people that you brought, bring in, guess how many raffle tickets go in there? Every one. So you bring five people through the month of June, you got five raffle tickets to win this, this, this prize. Hallelujah. Come on. And we're talking about people. Don't invite people that, that usually come and they haven't been here. No, new people. <laughs> Come on, don't say, I, I brought my mom. <laughs> Your mom comes here. Hallelujah. No, I'm talking about new people never been here or have not been here for over a year. We haven't seen them. You go reach out for those. As my wife was saying, go knock at the door. Hey, bro, where you been? Come to church. We want to see the backslider. Those that have been here for a while come back into the church. And so for every person you bring, you get a raffle ticket. We draw it in for a drawing. Amen. And on the last Sunday, we're going to have two winners for $50 cash go eat something have a nice dinner on the people that you brought god will bless you but it's something that we should be doing anyway but we're going to make it a little fun and say you know what come on we have a winner hey i brought he we brought the most or this or that or just get a drawing amen come on amen come on for the month of june raffle tickets invite people to every service amen i mean they're they're i mean what are some good ways to invite a person to church? How, how would you do it? How would you invite somebody? Hey, like my hair, come to church. Like that? <laughs> what are some other ways? I mean, you've got to make some kind of communication. What are some ways? How do you invite people? 
<laughs> if you have some people, what? Or coming to see you? Cool. What's some other ways? <laughs> there it is. But you, but you only do that once. <laughs> you're, you're done with that one, amen. <laughs> you're done. Conversation. Conversation. Old-fashioned flyer. Anybody carry flyers anymore? Hey, can I give you a flyer? I want to invite you. That, that is the quickest, easy way. Where if, you're, if you're shy and you really don't like to talk, bang, right there. Here, give me one of those. Look, you just go like this, man. You know, you just, you just walk in and you're inviting people and you just say, hey, bro, I want to invite you. What's this? And then you start talking. <laughs> and, and you may get that. I don't know about you, but I got flyers thrown in my face. I just pick it up and I say, God bless you. Amen. You know, we're just out here sharing the good news. We're out here just sharing the gospel. Amen. You can do it from a street corner. You don't need a, a team. You don't, you can go outreach yourself. Amen. You can tag cards. You can, you can, you can invite some, a coworker and say, you know what? I'll buy you a taco afterwards. I don't know about you. You buy me a taco. I'll be there. Hallelujah. And so you, there's a lot of things that you can do in inviting. You can share your testimony. When's the last time you shared your testimony? When's the last time you said, let me tell you something? about Jesus. Let me tell you something about my life. And you start to share just your, I mean, I share my, my marriage and how God healed it. And it just blows people's minds. You know, you start sharing that you were a drug addict or an alcoholic and how God delivered you. It, it blows people's minds because at the, that time when you're sharing that to that one individual or that one person is a person that's going through that or knows somebody that's going through that. And so you, th there's opportunities to invite people, amen. Like I said, you may not feel very good or about that or talking or anything, but stretch yourself. Get outside your comfort world, uh, comfort zone, amen, and watch God do greater things through you, and God will bless you along the way. Come on, just invite people, amen, and just invite one person, whatever. You may be the lucky winner with $50 for one person, but you brought somebody. Amen. The thing is, is to invite people, and we're just going to make it a little fun. Is that all right? Amen. The last one. Amen. So the first one is what? Spiritual commitment. Take You're responsible for your own spiritual growth. Serving, inviting. Amen. The last one of a committed life is to give. All right. Release, somebody say release. Release the full tithe to God. The Bible says to do, when you do this, come on, when, the Bible says whatever you do with your money is the greatest signs of your commitment with God. In fact, he says that each one of us, uh, tells each one of us very clearly that we are to honor him with the first fruits that we receive. And then if we do that, he will pour out blessing upon us. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10, and you don't have that one, amen, but it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, and with the best part of everything that you produce, 
Then your barns will be filled with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Now, I, I want you to turn and I want you to look at, the book, uh, at Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. If you have your phone or whatever translation, bring it out. It doesn't matter what translation. I want, you to, I want to show you something. Amen. Malachi 3, 10. When you're there, say amen. Because I'm going to go around to everyone and see what, what, you, what your translation says. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have it, we have it up here. Amen. What's the first word that it says in your translation? Is it bring? Do you say bring? Anybody, anyone different? Everybody says it starts with bring? Right? No matter what translation you're watching, looking at, amen, it says bring. Amen. Notice that when we think of tithing, we think of giving, right? Whenever we say we're going to give our tithes, we think, well, it's time to give, right? Praise the Lord. But actually, listen, it's not even yours. It's not even yours. It already, listen, it already belongs to God. He gave it to you, right? Come on. Listen, all you're doing, listen, all you're doing is bringing back a portion that already belongs to him. Then it goes on to say, bring what the whole tithe, right? Bring all the tithe. Whatever your translation is, is to bring the whole tithe. Don't give him a piece. Don't give him what you feel like giving him. Come on. Now, and don't, don't feel like, you know what, I, I can only give you this much. This is how much I can afford to give, but to bring the full tithe. Amen? So if you make $10, you are to bring what? A buck. She beat you to the punch. <laughs> you bring a hundred, you make a hundred, you bring what? Ten. And so on. And so on. So it's just a, a, a tenth of what belongs already to the Lord. Amen? In Malachi 3.10 it says this, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there'll be enough room or enough food in my temple. If you do this, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you and I will pour out so much blessing that you won't have room to, to take it in. Put me to the test. Amen. Come on. It tells us, amen, to bring it where? Into the storehouse. Storehouse is an Old Testament word which we today call it in the modern day the church. Amen. So we are to bring the first 10% of our income into the local church or the church that you attend. And look what God says he would do when we do that, that there may be food in my house, God's house. There may be food in this church where there, where there is food in the church. Amen. Then we can help those in the house in times of need. The food that's here will help those that are in need. When you do that, you're creating opportunity to bless others in time of need, church. That is what the church does. It blesses the church. If you've been faithful, it comes back to you. Come on. The, the, the Mormon church does a great job at this. It really does. And we are to do the same. That's a, that's a practice that we do. There are, there are families in this, in this church uh, throughout the years that have gone through some tough times. And guess what? Because there was food in the house, we're able to bless. We're able to help those in times of need, church. 
the way the ministry happens today is that we give to the local church and then ministry happens. People come to Jesus and the ministry is spread. The gospel is spread. Good things happen, church, through the local church. It's because of people who brought the whole tithe into the storehouse. And the results are that there's food in it. There's ministry here for people to grow, church. Then it goes on to say, test me. Test me. Now, this is the only time in Scripture that these two words are used in a positive way. Come on. Praise the Lord. Come on. Because normally the Scripture says, don't put God to the test. Amen. But here in this area of finances, God knew. Listen, God knew that you needed a little push here. God knew that, man, I, I got to push you right here. I, I got to tell you to test me in this. So I'm going to push you in this area of finances. And he says this, test me in this. And it goes on to say, and the NIV says, see if I don't open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you won't have room enough for it. You want God's blessing on your life? Come on. Then you start by giving the full tithe of what you have. And you bring it into the storehouse. Amen. God has made a way for the church to move forward. And it comes through you. We are here today because of faithful people that have brought the whole tithe into the storehouse. We are here today through a pandemic because of faithful people that brought the whole tithe into the storehouse. And there's food in this house. Can somebody say amen? Matthew 6, 21 says, Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Do you want a greater heart for God, people? Do you want a greater commitment with God? Do you want to know God's purposes and plans and power for your life? Can God count on you? Can he count on you, church? Amen. Let's all stand up. How many of you here at times have said, you know what? I need you, God. You ever tell God, I need this? I need a healing? Come on, am I talking to anybody? God, I, I need a job. God, I need, I need you to help me in this area. God, I, I need you. I need you. I need you. God, I, I, I need it. Has God ever failed you? Can you count on God? Come on. He's, he's faithful, right? His word is faithful. He says, whatever you ask, I'll give. If you knock... The door will be open. If you seek, you're going to find. If you ask, I'll give, right? That, that's God's word, you know? And so God, you can count on God. You can take it to the bank that God will help you through whatever you're asking for. If you're faithful and you're committed to him, you're drawing towards him, and he's drawing towards you, whatever you are, a committed life, God will take care of. He is committed to the church. He is committed to his bride. And so you can count on God, Right? But can God count on you? See, to say that, then these four things have to flow in our lives, church. We got to take our own responsibility for our own growth. It's not the church's responsibility. 
I'm not responsible for your growth. You're responsible for your own growth. The church is here to help and to provide and to pray and to encourage and to push you forward into the things of God. But you have to take the responsibility. Like I said, I can prepare a meal for you. I got something for you. This is going to help you right here. You know what? It's a little hard to chew. That's kind of big right there. Well, let me cut it up for you, Miha. Let me cut it up for you, Miha. I'll cut it up for you. But I, I can't make you eat it. So you got to take responsibility. So that has to be part of your life. And then you got to go into the serving mode. Because once you start to grow with God, then it's to serve others. That's what God wants you to be as a servant, is to serve others. And as you serve, you start to invite. You start, to, you start inviting people to church. You start inviting to the house of God. You start inviting. You start sharing the gospel to somebody. And then you start to be faithful in your giving. So a person that has a committed life, the person that says, God, you can count on me, these four things. These four fruits are part of their lives. Amen. And so if we're saying we're fully committed, then these four have to be there. And if they're not, then we have to work on them. That's all. God, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I need to take responsibility. God, you know what? I need to serve because I haven't served. You know, if we've been here long in the year, then we, we need to serve. We need to give back. We need to serve in some area for God because he's been so good to you. And then I need to invite. Don't, don't stop inviting. Inviting never stops, church. It's part of our life. We continue because how many know there's sinners still out there? Is the whole world saved? <laughs> no. They, the, the world needs Jesus, and so we are the messenger of that. So we can always continue to invite. Amen. And then we always continue to give. We don't, start, we don't give for 10 years. So you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I've invested 10 years. I, now I can just, everything belongs to me now. No, it, it continues to go. But then God blesses. God blesses. I mean, I've been faithful, and there's been times of struggle in my early walk, guys. But I gave that full 10%. I didn't just, I didn't just give what I can afford. I gave what belonged to him because the tithe is, is holy. And when it's holy, that means it's to be set apart. It already belongs to them. You're not even supposed to even touch that. It belongs to God. And you give what belongs to him, then he blesses you with the, the rest. But one person even says, you're not really giving until you give above your tithes. That's when you give. See, the, 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 the windows are open through tithing. But giving above the tithe is when the, the floodgates start to pour out on you. That's when you start to support missions and, and you give to a cause and you give beyond yourself and you give offerings. And you give because God has just been so good. I'm, I'm telling you something that I do. I'm not telling you something that I don't do. And God's word is true. You guys know that. Amen. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you tonight. I thank you for every single person here, my Lord. And I pray right now, real quickly, as we end today, if there's someone in this place today that is not saved, and, and this has to go forth, amen, I have to ask this question each and every time we gather. I don't know where you're at. So, you know, God does. But if you're not saved, don't leave this place. Say, you know what, I need to get right, Pastor. I need, I need Jesus in my life. If you're not saved and you need Jesus, just raise up your hand. Anyone in this place, praise the Lord. 
Amen. God sees that hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Real quickly. We want to pray. Amen. So we're going to pray right now for Valeria. Why don't you come up here, Valeria? Let's just make the commitment, right? It's never failed you. Trust him in where you're at right now, and God will see you through. Amen. So I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to lift your hands up. Come on. And pray this prayer. Amen. Church, just pray with her. Amen. Say, Lord, I come to you as a sinner. I'm so sorry for letting go. I need you, Jesus. I believe with all my heart that you left heaven for me. And you died on that cross for me. And I believe that you laid down your life And shed your blood for me. The blood that takes away all my bad. But I also believe, Lord, that on the third day, you rose again to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. And giving me eternal life. Send your Holy Spirit to strengthen me and help me to live for you and be what you call me to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, I want you to stretch your hands right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for my sister right now, Father God. Lord, Father, she comes, Father, broken, Father, and she comes, Father, saying, Father, forgive her, Lord, that she needs you, Father. So I pray right now, Father, for any condemnation, Father God, that's on her, be lifted, Father, because your word says there is no condemnation on those who receive you, Father. Father, the old is gone and the new becomes, Father God. And so I pray right now that she can walk out this place, Father, with her head held high, Lord, that knowing that she is a forgiven daughter, Lord, in your kingdom, Father. And so I pray that you will restore all that the enemy wanted to take away, Lord. Restore unto her, Father, the joys of her salvation, Father God. And Father, I pray, Lord, that, Father, a committed life will rise up in in the midst of all this, Lord, and she will learn from her past, Father, and look in that rear view mirror, Father, to learn the mistakes of the past, Lord, that she will not have to live there no more, but go forward in you. And so I pray right now, lift up her heart, Lord, be the lifter of her head, Lord, and restore honor back to her, Father God. Take away, Father God, this shame that's upon her, Lord, that the enemy has placed upon her, Lord, that is lifted up, Father God, because she is forgiven, Father. She's forgiven given in you, Father. And so we ask this in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, Father. Cleanse her, Father God. 
Forgive her, my Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, can you lift up your hands everywhere in this place real quickly? I'm going to pray for all of you guys right now. Father, I just pray for each and every person that's in this house, Father God. And I pray that we be the people that you can count on, Father. And I pray, Lord, as we give our lives to you, we already know that you have given it to us, Father God. And Lord, help us to be a people that draw closer to you, that we that you can draw closer to us, Lord. That you can give us the plans and the purposes in our lives, my Lord. And Father, Lord, that these four things will follow us, Father God, in that committed life, Lord. That we would take the responsibility of our spiritual growth, Father God. That we, Father God, will continue, Lord, to serve in the church. Church, the local church, Father God, that, Lord, that we would bring and invite, Father, and share the good news of Jesus Christ, my Lord, and, Lord, that we will be faithful in our giving, Father, by bringing the full ten inside the storehouse, my Lord. And I pray right now, Lord, that these things will start to grow, Father. We know that there are other things that are needed, Father, but these four things, Father, will start to bring us in and root us down deep inside of you, Father, and, Father, that we can grow upon you, my Lord. And so I pray blessing upon each one lord i pray that you take them home safely father thank you for meeting us here today father and we continue lord to lift up those families that are hurting tonight my lord that you will continue to comfort them by the prayers of your people father god and we will continue to lift them up and get them through father in jesus precious and mighty name and everyone says amen amen god bless you guys hallelujah you guys are dismissed, amen. We will see you on Sunday. Like I said, if you're going on, on Saturday morning, men, for the breakfast, text me by Friday night, amen. Praise the Lord. And Edgar, and I already told the other uh, usher, you don't have to turn these off. They're already programmed. They turn off by themselves, so you don't have to turn them off. We'll leave them like that all summer long, so. They're all, they come on and turn off and turn off during the times we're not here. So everything's good. And so thank you. God bless you guys. We love you guys.